young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style the young people are able to relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is the head pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oibi Cathedral. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God. Satan and is always trying, trying to turn me around, but I just keep my hand in Jesus' head, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, Jesus is in command.
Today is about honoring our father, Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. Yeah. And who better, who better to minister to us on such a day than our father here as well. Yeah. And I hope that you have understood the message of honor because it is crucial for your life. Honor will unlock many doors in your life. So today, it's my privilege to introduce somebody who himself has worked closely with the founding Bishop, Bishop Daggerard Mills. He tells us a story of how Bishop chose him many years ago to go and pastor a brand new church in Mataheko. And since then, he has been on an awesome journey and had the opportunity to work with the founding bishop. And it shows in the anointing on his life and in the ministry that he holds. Ladies and gentlemen, why don't you show some honor today, since we are into honor today, by standing to your feet, clap your hands, make some noise, and let's welcome to this pulpit, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh God, come on, Philippa, make some noise. Clap your hands for Jesus And you can lift your two hands And bless God for where you stand today. Bless God for where you stand today. That you are in church. That you are in church. That you are in church. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before you sit down, I want you to clap your hands and appreciate the majestic choir. They are a very powerful group in this church. Everybody, let's appreciate them. And as, and as you clap your hands, let's also appreciate the dancing stars. Keep clapping your hands for them. What a blessing they are. And as you keep clapping your hands, let's appreciate the film stars. Keep clapping your hands. Let's appreciate the instrumentalists. Clap for them. Great guys. And as you clap your hands, let's appreciate you. You may be seated. Today, we are honoring our father. And I want to say a few things and then we close. The sketch we watched this morning is one of the best messages on honor you will ever see. Let's clap our hands for this production.
the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Ephesians 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Please go back to verse 1. There are many ways we can interpret this. But one of them is that It is very important for you to have parents in the Lord. Say parents in the Lord. Everyone, if you are a Christian in the church, you must have a father in the Lord. That is, you must have someone who fathers you in the Lord. You must have someone who fathers you as you walk with Jesus. You must have a mother in the Lord. Ask your neighbor, do you have a mother or a father in the Lord? What did the person say? Right. Now, a father or a mother in the, in the Lord is not somebody you call daddy or bishop or father. We are not in the Roman Catholic Church. A father is someone who gives you instructions? Who tells you what to do? Who tells you what not to do? And my question to you is that, do you have someone who can tell you something you shouldn't do again in the church? Do you have someone? is different from being in church. You see, as we are here, I'm preaching now. I don't even know your name. And some of you don't even know my name. So, this is not church. In the Lord, you must humble yourself and have someone who can tell you do this don't do this and the bible says obey now one big thing in this verse is that in the lord no matter your education the money you have, the house you've built, in the Lord, you are not allowed to be a big man. In the Lord. In your office, you can be a big man. In fact, you must be a big man. In school, you can be a big guy because you get eight A's, nine ones. But in the Lord, you cannot be a big man. No matter who you are. That is why the first word is children. 
children. Ask your neighbor, are you a child in the Lord? <laughs> Some of you, you are in this church. We can't get you to do what we want you to do. You are on your own. Next week, if you don't feel like coming to church, you will come. And if you don't come, there is nobody who can call you and ask you why you didn't come. And then when you give an answer, there is nobody in your life who can say nonsense to you. This morning, I told, I said nonsense to someone. nonsense. Her children are here. She's married. She's rich. She has a house. Her children are in the church. I said, nonsense. <laughs> but you, nobody can say nonsense to you. If it, when I see you awake, I'm afraid to say something to you. Now, that is not how you should be in church. God will bless us with cars. God will bless us with money. God will bless us with degrees. But in the church, you must be a child. Children. <laughs> Obey. This letter wasn't written to children. It was written to adults. It was written to grown-ups. There were bishops in the church at Ephesus. There were pastors there. But everybody was under Paul. There should be someone, no matter how big, how bishop you are, how reverend you are, how rich you are, how mommy you are, how daddy you are, there should be somebody who can call you my child. You are 60 years old, but you are a child. But some of you in the church, you've made yourself so big. Not big as in how you walk, but big as in we can't even find you to talk to you. The next verse. Is a continuation. You see, somebody, I don't know who the person is, somebody sat down and broke a letter. You see, when you write a letter, you don't, nobody writes a letter and writes verse one or number two. It's a letter. And somebody sat down and broke it into smaller parts and called one part verse one and called one part verse two. But it's actually one lump of, of words. So this verse 2 is to those who have made themselves children. Yes. It's not another letter to someone. So children, obey your parents. I know you are a bank manager. But you must have parents. Then he goes on and says that. Because you are a child with your mother and your father. Honor them. So you don't just obey them. I'm listing your, your responsibilities as a Christian in the church. You obey you obey. You obey. You know, Bishop Kobe, find that scripture in Second Timothy. He said, I write this to you that you may know how thou oughtest 
to behave thyself in the household of God, which is the pillar of truth. So I write this to you that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself. First Timothy three fifteen. But if I tarry long, I'm ending the message. This is a sermonette. Can I have a modern translation? So that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves. In the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. So Paul wrote and said, There is a way to behave yourself, there is a way. The Greek is ethos, from which we get the word ethics. So people are in jail in, in Sawan prison because they did not abide by the ethics of the accountancy profession. They didn't abide by the ethics. Some people's names have been struck off, off the list of medical practitioners. Because they didn't abide by the ethics, the ethos. Some people have been to law school, but they cannot practice law. Because they did not abide by the ethics of the law profession. The ethos, that is the conduct, that word is ethos. If you are in the church, You can't just be here singing. <laughs> you can't just be here dancing. And I say to myself also, I can't just be here preaching. <laughs> it's wrong. This is not how to be in the church. I can't just be here as a preacher in the church. You have to ask me, Mr. Bishop Man. Who is your father? Are you a bastard preaching? You can't just be here wearing red and green and are you a traffic light? <laughs> yeah. Are you a bastard? Who is your father? There is a way to behave in the church. I'm talking to the sex of you who will remain in the church till you die. Some of you don't have any intention of being here till you die. Some of you have come to collect your money from somebody who owes you. This, you are not, this is not your church. Is this your church? Okay. The few of you who are going to remain here like I went into church 35 years ago and I'm still here by the grace of God. I'm teaching those who intend to be here for a long time. Do not be a bastard. A bastard is someone who doesn't have a child, a, a father. And as I preach this morning, I can see bastards in the church. Bastards. You come and go. You come and go. That is if you live in camp. That is if you live in camp. Yeah. You choose when to come to church. 
there's a big problem on your head. There's no covering over your life. Children. That's number one. I'm sharing with you the ethos, the conduct, the ethics. Number one, be a child. And we here, whether you are a bishop, you are a reverend, you are a dancer, we are children of Bishop Dark Heward Melts. He sent Bishop Kobe here. Bishop Kobe is Bishop Dagwood Mills' son. I am Bishop Dagwood Mills' son. That is why some of you will not amount to much in life. I'm your pastor. I wish I could stand here and lie. I want to lie. I feel like lying. That you will do well. I see you prospering. I see you passing your exams. I see you marrying. I see your marriage, a happy marriage. But I can't lie. Some of you here will never do well in life. The reason is this. You are on your own. Number one. Be a child. These little girls here. Which school are you in? University of Ghana. Which school? Which part of the medical uh, uh, of, 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 of the university are you in? Please, I'm in the School of Medicine and Dentistry. School of Medicine and Dentistry. Soon, this girl is going to be one of the rich dentists in the country. <laughs> but don't be confused. You'll be married with seven children. But you must be a child of somebody. Children. Obey. Number two. You must be here with a mind to obey. 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 We are here to obey Bishop Godwardmans. We are here to obey him. I'm showing you how to do well. Show me, please. Show me. Number one, be a child. Number two, obey. When we say we are going to have a crusade, obey and come. When we say we are having a prayer meeting this Wednesday in this church during the day, obey and come. That's how to do well. You don't just do well by being a member of a church. Paul said, I am writing these things to you to help you to know how to behave yourself. Number three, Ephesians 6. Honor. Verse 2. Honor. Honor means give value to. Obey your parents. Honor your father and your mother. That value your father and your mother. That's the way to honor. To honor means to make the person prominent in your life. 
Make the person prominent. Honor, make your father and your mother prominent. That is, there should be something you are doing that your father has told you to do. Honor means adapt yourself. That is reorganize your life so that you are able to be in the life of a father. It means there are some things you don't want to do, but you will do them because your father has told you to do. So the Bible says Joseph was in prison. I'm looking for somebody with a beard. Sir, do you have a beard? Imagine a man with a lot of beard. Where's the film star? Who was the grandfather? Come. Yes. Yes. It's okay. Yes. This is how he was. This is typical. Joseph. In prison. Is he looking nice? Yes. He's looking nice. So, so, so this is Joseph. And he liked to wear his beard. So he had his beard. But one day, Pharaoh sent for him. That called Joseph. I want to have a meeting with him. And the Bible says, Joseph shaved his beard. Because he was going to meet Pharaoh. That is a sign of honor. He changed his appearance. So, so if you want to be in my life, and I say that I don't like this comb beef haircut, that cuts your hair in a different way. I don't like this comb beef. And you change your comb beef haircut to pancake. You have honored me. You adapt. The church has too many big people. We have too many big engineers, big lawyers, big doctors, big area boys. He adapted. Some of you are in the church. You want to be here the way you want to be here. So, Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself. And changed his raiment. There are some clothes you can't wear to stand in front of Pharaoh. I'm not surprised that Pharaoh selected him. Some of you are missing blessings because you are not prepared to change your style. You're not prepared to change your life. That's why, you you know, the first chapter of those who honor you has called honor relationships. You honor God. You honor Jesus. You honor the Holy Ghost. Some of you are having great difficulty working with God. Because you cannot change your style. You can't change your life. To work with God, you can't be with him and have your boyfriend with you. You can't be with God. And some of you said, last Wednesday or Tuesday, something happened. Something happened. And the Lord told me, 
many of your church members are not born again. They are just in church. Some of you here are not born again. And when I make an altar call in two minutes' time, you will not raise your hand. You are just a church goer. Because you are not prepared to adapt, to change your life, to stop with that girl, to break away from those friends, to even change how you dress. To change how you dress. And your standards are worldly standards. Because in the world, you can even marry and have girlfriends. In the world, you are not married, but you have got seven girlfriends. And there's, it's free for all. In the world, I hear there's a, I don't know whether it's true, but I saw that a president is going to come and to, to visit Ghana. The president of Luxembourg. I don't know whether it's true. It may be false. But if it's true, I'll be shocked. I'm sure it is not true. He's the only president in the world whose wife is a man. Is it true? He's coming to Ghana too. Yeah. I make no comment about that here with the microphone. So our president will be, will be, will be received. His guests is a man whose wife is a man. So he'll be there taking pictures with two men. But I don't want to make any comments on that in the microphone. Because he must also be honored. So that's why I'm saying to you that if you are here, adapt yourself. Because the standards of the world cannot be followed. It will lead you to destruction. He changed his raiment. It changed the style. So some of you, you can never be born again. You'll be in this church for 100 years, but you'll die and go to hell because you are not born again. And you are not born again because you are not ready to change your life. You're not ready to adapt yourself to God's ways. God's ways. God's ways. He said, honor your father and your mother. Verse 3. That it may be well with you. Can I have another version? If you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you. I wish it had said, if you have a PhD, things will go well. Try and get a master's degree. But he didn't say that. So if you change your life to suit your father's demands, if you obey your father's words, if you place value on your father, things will go well. So it is sad that there are many people who are doing well. But unfortunately, they are doctors. They are masons. They are drivers. They are lawyers. So when you see them doing well, you quickly link their well-being and well-doing to the engineering degree they have. 
oh, this man is doing well in life. He's an engineer. He's a civil engineer. Oh, Lighthouse is a great church because their pastor is a doctor. But the Bible does not teach us that being a doctor means it will go well with you. In fact, the Bible says that the race is not to the strong, to the, to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Go to school. Pass your exam. Wear a wig. But the day you took your mother's wig, did you see it on the stage? The day you took your mother's wig and you slapped her with the wig was the day everything in your life collapsed. In spite of your master's your beauty, everything. That's why today we've come. He said that it may be well with you. Nobody here should put too much faith on going to school. In going to school, don't believe your beauty too much. Don't believe your degree too much. <laughs> Don't believe your skills, your intelligence. Every exam you write, you pass it. Since you were born, every exam you've written, you've had nothing less than 80%. Don't trust it. That is not what will cause your life to go well. You preach so well. Don't trust it. That is not what will give you a large church. Something else is responsible for the well-doing and well-being of our lives. And that is honoring our Father. And thou mayest live long. So that you stay long in church. That thou mayest live long on the earth means you are you are simply going to last long in places of blessings. That wherever there is a blessing is there a blessing in the church? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm expecting you to be 80 years in the church. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The day you die, I'm hoping that we smokers will not carry your coffin away. Some of you, the place of your blessing may be a good job. A good job. So you last there. Yeah, that you earn $10,000 a month in Ghana for a very long time. And not earn it for six months and then your, your boss wasn't happy with something, something, you have been sacked. May you live long in places of blessings on the earth. That's why today, thank you, sir, we've come to honor our prophets and our pastor and our father Bishop Gag stand to your feet I want first of all I want you to bow your head Bow your heads. Close your eyes. If you are here today and you are not born again, you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. I don't know Jesus. I just attend church, but I'm not born again. I just attend church. But I'm not born again. Pastor, pray for me. If you are here like that, 
as every head is bowed, every eye is closed, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Just lift your hand. Yes, just yes. Lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. Lift your hand high, high above your head. I see your hand. Somebody else. It's not born again. You've not given your life to Jesus. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. If your hand is up, I want you to take a step. Take your Bible, your notebook, your bag, and come to me here. Come. Come. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for my sins. Today, I declare that I am born again. I'm a child of God. Oh God, forgive me my sins. I've gone very far from you. I've done many, many bad things. Please, wash me with the blood of Jesus and give me a new life a brand new life in Jesus name Amen say I'm born again let's welcome Bishop clap your hands much better much better oh the hand clap is not loud enough still Honor the gift of God in our midst. Clap your, keep clapping. Keep clapping. No stop. What a blessing. Let's pray over the communion. Father, we bless you for these elements. We pray that as we take the communion, power will be real in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Does everybody have the bread? Lift up your bread. Say the body of Jesus Christ. Christ. The body of Jesus Christ was broken on Calvary so that your body will be restored. Hallelujah. The power Satan had over your body was broken when Christ sacrificed his body. Christ sacrificed his body so that all of us could have a body that is whole. Today, as you eat the communion, may healing flow into your body. I speak to every malfunctioning part of your body. And in the name of Jesus, I command it by this communion to be repaired. Amen. To be restored. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. This is the blood of Jesus Christ. Anything that cannot dwell in the blood of Jesus Christ. Right now, as you drink the communion, that thing is being removed from your bloodstream. Amen. Some of you are carrying faulty genes. Faulty genes. Genes that create problems at the age of 50. Mm. Right now, as you drink the blood of Jesus Christ, I command every such malfunction to be removed from your bloodstream. Amen. I command every faulty writing in your DNA to be corrected now in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Drink it. Lift up your hands, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are grateful for your body and for your blood. We thank you for the privilege to share in so great a sacrifice. Yes. We thank you for restoration and healing that is coming to us. I declare healing in minds, minds. Yes, yes. Somebody is being healed of mental conditions. Yes. I command healing in bodies. Somebody, a painful leg is being healed right now. Amen. As the communion flows into our bloodstream, Lord, let there be an exchange. Amen. May our blood, our cells, our Mm. DNA Mm. be exchanged for that of Christ. Amen. We thank you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You may be seated.